0: welcome everybody to another episode of the motive podcast and it has been a minute that's on me uh some exciting things are happening though here at motive and i'm so excited to talk more about them in 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 some of the previous podcasts i've mentioned motive men and to be very clear motive is our it's a it's our brand right it's it's a it started with therapy, and it will always have that, and we have three uh, three amazing therapists working in addition to me uh, in Motive, and so we have Blake, who is in Logan, Sadie and Steve that are here at Motive. They're seeing clients all the time, as well as myself. And then came along my, I would say, my old self, to be honest, I... If you've listened to the podcast, you might know a little bit about me. But I, I used to be an athlete. I love sports. I love baseball. I love football. I love basketball. I love anything with a ball. Really, is it's been a sport that I've. You throw a ball at me, and it's it's going to be fun, and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I became a therapist, and I kind of just let myself go. And in the last uh, ten years, I put on quite a bit of weight, and for me, at least, in my in my opinion, and felt not just overweight, but very unhealthy. And it was big. It was definitely beyond just physical feeling, some kind of mental and emotional stuff. And so uh, entered this program, uh, which is an amazing program called Superhuman Fathers and started to be a part of these group of men. And this incredible thing happened where I kind of found myself again. And I felt whole again. Uh, I felt discipline come back. And I think I, I, not think, I gained an immensely new perspective of discipline by controlling everything that came into my mouth, uh, controlling my fork, and then working out really hard every day. And it's just been a transforming opportunity and um, experience. So the spirit then really started to work on me. It's been working on me for a long time, but I would say recently I felt more and more drawn to men's mental health and and in large part because in my private practice I've worked with I've worked with men and women quite a bit. And so uh so as I started, you know, looking into men's mental health more and more and more, I could just feel like this is what I got to do. Like I this is this is everything for me. And so I am still seeing clients, but I am I'm working on um my this program to to help men. Right? Men are we need we need some help. Men love teams. We love brotherhoods. We love we're we're pack animals. And so when we don't have the opportunity to make some of our hardest changes within a within a group, it, it gets it gets really hard. And so uh, as I've pushed and pushed, we've started we started a group in August 1st and we are taking on members at any time. So I start, I, you know, in a couple of episodes ago, I think I said something about uh, bringing on a certain amount of people once a month, but actually we're just bringing people on now when they're ready and it's a 12 month commitment. And what you're going to do is you are going to be very serious about changing any unhealthy relationship you have in your life to healthy and, and, our relationships matter most. And so is it just a relationship focused program for people, like your relationships with people? No. We want to look at your relationship with with food, with pornography, with your with yourself, with God, with your spouse, with your past, with emotion, with other men, and make sure those are healthy because the likelihood is is when you're feeling stuck, it's it's because those relationships are really, really unhealthy. And, uh, so that's what we have been doing and wow, our, we have group therapy once a week and it's just powerful seeing men be vulnerable, be open, be real. And then we do calls, right? So I have, if you join the program, you get at least 10 hours of one-on-one time with me throughout the year. And these calls keep you centered. They keep you accountable. And that's, that's what, that's what men need. Uh, we need accountability we need non-shaming accountability. We need, we need though to, to be men of our word and to honor the word that we give. But oftentimes we need a little bit of social pressure for that until we get the motor going and can really start doing that on our own. And so, that's what we're doing. That's called Motive Men. And and please know I'm still seeing individuals. Don't think you can't call and, and set up a, an appointment with me. But just know that this is something that if it if it starts to ring a bell for you as a man. Or if you're a woman listening to this and you think you're, your man could use this, I guarantee you they could, um, let's talk and contact our assistant and and we'll help you. So I want to talk about a principle that, uh, that I think is central to all of our lives, and uh, it is the, the principle of discipline, of, of doing what you say you're going to do. And so when you, be, before we jump into just discipline, let's look at its context. The context of discipline is rooted in the doctrine of agency. So, if agency is the the free will we possess to make choices for ourselves, to to learn to grow, but in, in its simplicity, right, the it is the freedom we have maintained and gained to create and make decisions for ourselves. Then, what has to happen with agency is responsibility. And this is, a, this is a deep principle because look at our world right now. Satan is no, he's no joke. And he, he knows that if he tried to get people to be enslaved to him by telling them, I'm going to take away your agency, they're not going to listen. So what does he try to do? He tries to take away the essence of responsibility. I'm not going to mess with your choice, so to speak but I'm going to mess with the belief that you're accountable for your, for all of your choices. I'm going to mess with that, that, that maybe you aren't so, so accountable for what you, what you choose. Somebody else is somebody else is to blame. And so we do. And we get that momentary rush, just like a drug of freedom. And then it's gone. And then we make more decisions and then we blame and, and give them away somewhere else. And we keep making excuses in our life and, and, Begin the process of hopelessness because hopelessness is the direct outcome of a lack of accountability. Discipline is the act of taking accountability back. Discipline is the act of choosing to do do what you say you're going to do but is to own your life. Discipline becomes also a noun, if you will, for things that you do. That waking up early and eating healthy and connecting with your spouse, that's a discipline. Spending time with your children, it, it becomes a discipline. And I think we've chosen a lot of disciplines in our life, or they've chosen us, and we've said yes too many times and we become enslaved. So instead of us becoming discipline, discipline of other things, I guess you could say chooses us and we submit. We can call those addictions, we can call them habits, they're choices, and we can take our choice back. That's the coolest part. There's a really cool book for any of you that wants to, that want to, if you want to read more as well about choice. Uh, her name is Edith. I don't remember her last name. Egger, I think. But she wrote a book called The Choice. But she was a Jewish concentration camp survivor. Fascinating book. So as I'm speaking to you, I want you to think about the effect in your life. Well, think about well, yeah, a few things actually. Think about this. What do you, what's going on in your life that you just are choosing to avoid? And that your lack of discipline is really beginning to add up. And it's discipline that you need. And then think about the effects that the lack of discipline in your life has had on other people. So something that I've learned as I've gone through my journey here in the last 10 months is how selfish of a human being I've been. And it's painful. It's painful to, you know, Shelly and I have had a lot of conversations with me apologizing for that selfishness, for letting her take control, letting her, that sounded bad, she is, she definitely runs our home, but things that I should have been doing, things that I was making excuses for, and you are too. And it's, it's, it's a, you know, I, I think back and just the, it's, the, it's the little things that start to add up. And when you look, start looking at your life at all the, little, all the little prompts you get every day that you know are telling you are good to do. And they usually, they usually are the thoughts that come to you first. And then what happens? You betray yourself and you justify and you choose not to. And then we wonder why we're depressed and we wonder why we have low confidence. I don't use this word often, right? Self-esteem. I don't. I think it's a confusing word, but we'll use it. We wonder. Where in reality, the discipline to choose to do the painful thing in the moment, it actually creates joy. The joy is an outcome of the suffering; they are together. You cannot know suffering without joy, and you cannot joy you cannot know joy without suffering. So, every time you choose to do something that does embrace, that does create some suffering, you are allowing more joy to come into your life. And no, you know, no offense to anybody, but we suck at joy right now. We're watching we're watching every Netflix murder movie we can think of. We're 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 taking in garbage from social media. We're listening to podcasts that are all about crime and serial killers and uh you know, reading news that uh, about all the hypocrisy in our world. Honestly, it's it's a it's bad. And and then we're not being disciplined because we're actually watching those things. Like we're spending the time that we could be doing something fruitful and better and we're, doing, we're isolating with that stuff. And we think it's mental illness? No. Sorry. <laughs> that ain't mental illness. That's a choice. That's choosing sickness. It's like those parties they had during COVID to try to just get COVID. <laughs> it's choosing it. Choosing it, and that's a beautiful thing because I mean you can unchoose it. But the fact is, is you you're afraid of pain, and our mind, our brain is hardwired to protect us from pain, and uh, but that's the battle, everyone, that's the battle, is can you actually choose not in this this weird sadistic way, but can you can you choose to embrace suffering, for the sake of joy for the sake of confidence, for the sake of inspiring people. Do you know how inspiring it is to see somebody do hard things over and over? Think about the people you follow on, on social media. Many of them are those that are choosing to do that. Think of the people you look up to. I guarantee you one of the reasons you look up to them is because they went through something really, really, really hard. And what did they do? They stuck with it. They endured and they came out conqueror. And you look up to that because you want to do it too. But the resistance that holds you back is the suffering that you're afraid of. And I'm not judging you for that. Not at all. But what I am saying is that the the freedom comes, the discipline starts to become what you naturally do and choose when you accept the pain that's before you. When you accept the suffering that's that's been asked to asked of you. And I use that I use suffering on a on a on a scale, right? Or on a, on a continuum. Is it suffering for me at the end of the day to say no to ice cream? You bet it is. Absolutely. But it creates joy later on. So that's like ice cream, right? That's nothing. But it's still in the day-to-day Those little things add up. So I think a great question to ask yourself is, what is your habit that you choose to do when suffering presents itself to you? What do you do? I know what most people do is they avoid or numb. They avoid it and numb it. Most of the time it's the same thing. And that numbing, ah, oh, that numbing has some, some really negative, negative things because emotion is what connects us, right? Emotion is the, lang- the, the universal language. Everyone has it. No matter where you are in the world, everybody knows what sadness is. So when you numb emotion so that you don't have to feel pain, you numb connection. And people's ability to read you, people's ability to understand you and get you starts to go away. So then loneliness starts to come in. But then that's an emotion, so you better numb that too. And that's why I started Motive Men as well. Because men, we do that really, really extremely. I know that was like bad English, but (laughs) we do that in an extreme way. And it catches up to us. It creates disease. Actually, it creates all sorts of chaos, because here we have these a, a beautiful spouse that wants to connect, and we let them in an inch deep. We just don't. We push. We push away. Because if she if she loves me too much, what do I? I'll feel. Like, I'll feel a little bit, but I'm afraid of that. But most men can't. You can't, you, you don't even, like I hope that you listening to this might even give you words that you haven't been able to even put together. And so that lack of ability to even describe your internal world is, is a big deal. And then what we're doing here at Motive and in Motive Men is teaching you to have that. To have the ability to paint the picture of your internal world on a canvas on the outside, if you will. So that you're the ones who love you can actually see you and get you, but you got to change your relationship to emotion, and let emotion be there. Let suffering be there, because as the Buddha says, life is suffering. As Christ says, like endure to the end. Same feel. And isn't it cool that they both both of these people, these these master teachers too teach the same principle and say, when you, when you embrace suffering, (laughs) you think that I'm just telling you that it's all about suffering. But instead, instead of me just saying, Hey, be joyful, be joyful, be joyful. Can you see how much chaos that can create to just always say, be joyful? Well, it's like, that's okay. But instead, when they say embrace suffering, it's, it's a two for one. Cause they know that when people accept suffering, that they become really strong people and it can do a lot of things, but they also know when you accept suffering, joy is the best friend that follows, and it's 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 a beautiful thing. When my dad when my dad was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, he was easily the first one to accept his death sentence, and people would knock on our door and. They'd want to help Jim. Maybe I've shared this before. They'd show up, and they thought they were maybe showing up to cheer him up. They'd walk in the door and see him in his wheelchair and see him paralyzed, see him skinny and different, and they'd cry. And it was beautiful, too. They'd feel that pain. And he was the one that would end up building them and and it was not a fake joy. He had joy he in, in his last of days because of the suffering that also taught him what joy was and that joy can be found in all of the little things. So isn't it crazy that starting this out with discipline, that when we go, when we turn to this idea this doctrine of discipline it begins to change our unravel our world in that way and so to finish i want to say there there are there are two different disciplines that i look at the first we'll just call discipline discipline the, the discipline is this type of dif- discipline is needing some social pressure you know what i mean right when y'all get together we do it a lot of motive men and we 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 all track our nutrition and our macros. And we, we post it every single night in our app that we use, um, motive men has an app that houses everything we do, our workouts, our nutrition and our, our therapy and all that stuff. And so that, that pressure helps to just make sure that nobody else is seeing me not do this. But number two is it, it it holds me accountable in some ways from a, from a way that I don't want to in a competitive way, honestly, which is great. But what it does it starts to build momentum. And then you start to see the reward of the things you're doing, sometimes from like a from that place. And that it isn't always the best place of motivation, but it's at least a good it's at least good. And then what happens is self-discipline starts to take over. So I've now gone from someone that is pursuing discipline to becoming self-disciplined or to becoming self-disciplined in of itself which means I would do what I'm doing now on an island. It means I've chosen this. This is something that I want. This is, some, this is the type of man I want to be, the type of woman I want to be. And that's the highest form. And guess what it takes to truly overcome addiction and habits? Discipline or self-discipline? It's self-discipline. And most people in their battle with their addiction struggle on the side to be able to develop such self-discipline so that they could say no to that big thing. And that's why addiction is so powerful. And so we've created a way here to develop the self-discipline through many different means in the Mode Men program so that you can gain the power and structure you can and need to 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 be able to say no to whatever habit or addiction you're trying to break, especially pornography. And it works. But I hope you're learning. I hope you're learning with me and thinking about your life right now from that, from the perspective of maybe how complacent have you been and how many excuses do you make every day? Do you know them? Do you know your excuses? Do you know your favorite excuses? and what are you doing about them and when was the last time you truly faced those excuses called them what they were and did did what you excused anyway and i can give you i can give you a promise that when you do that you will feel instantaneous reward you will feel confidence you will feel esteemed you will feel connected to God in, in a way that, that you've been missing. I promise. So thank you for listening. And will talk to you soon. Have a great day.